This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast with your hosts, Scott Walker and Jamie Davis, episode 200. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy and Sci-Fi Reads. I'm here with my co-host, urban and cozy fantasy author, Scott Walker. And Scott, this is episode 200. I know you weren't there in the beginning when I was doing this solo, but you're here for 200, and that's a big milestone. It's huge. I, I'm honored to be able to celebrate with you this with you. Like I, I'm dying to know after 200 episodes under your belt, how do you feel about the podcast? Do any episodes stand out to you? Do you have any favorite moments you can share? You know, there've been some. There've been some great, great times. Um, I, um, I interviewed Ray Feist, um, um, and that was just a great thing because I've loved his books for years since I was much younger. And after we got done the podcast talking about his books, we spent an hour talking about minor league baseball on the call after we got done talking about his books. We just sat and talked about like, you know, minor league baseball, how it's the truest form of baseball because they just, they aren't in it for the money at that point. They, they're just in it because they love to play. So True Bull Durham style. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, that was a great episode. Honestly, you know, the the best thing about this podcast is getting to meet and get to know some really great authors along the way. Um, and I'm, I met you sort, sort of through my Clubhouse um, interviews that I was doing, like luncheon interviews for a while yeah. on Clubhouse. And um, we never got you on this show until later, but... Uh, you know, I know you and I got to meet through some of those types of activities. So I really, really look forward to getting to know authors and meeting them on the show. So it's just a lot of fun. How about you? I mean, you've been doing it now for a bunch of episodes. So what do you think about, you know, doing this kind of thing? Yeah, I think this month marks my one year anniversary. I, 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 well, I know for sure you invited me January of last year. I don't know when we first dropped the first episode. I have to go back and double check that. But I want to say it was soon after the that. Latest. Yeah, at the latest, we, it was February. We started re- releasing the um, duo episodes, the duo books, and we were talking about the duo books right away. So that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So one year in, I mean, z- hey, zero regrets. This has been awesome fun. And I, I concur with you. Even for the author friends of ours who we've known for a while, for even in some cases years, Every time we have them on, we learn something new. Mm-hmm. I don't know why or how, but some new little trivia tidbit crops up during the conversation, and it's awesome and it's exciting. You know, we just did um, the episode with C.K. Westwood. Um, it, just amazing. Or Westbrook, sorry, just amazing. Like I don't know who she is. Never, never knew her before. Never knew her books. Hearing her talk about the premise of her series, super cool, super amazing. And so I, I concur 100. Love that. What. Do you have um, Do you have any data on what the most downloaded or the most popular episode um, was? Actually, Robin Hobb was the most downloaded episode. We had a few thousand downloads of that episode. Um, nice. And, well, um, understandably so. Yeah. That, just a great catch. Um, just happened to connect with the publicist that was deal, doing some work for, for Robin, and um, they asked if he, we could get him on the show, and it was like, I mean, get her on the show. And it was like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Okay, so what would be your dream guest for 2024 for episode 300? 
Wow, 300. I think, well, 300 will be probably two and a half, three years away. Nah, come on. We do two. Well, we do two, yeah. two or three episodes yeah, a month right. or so. I guess you're right. So it'll take us a little while to get right, there. So, but for 2024 it, in general, I, I think, I think it would be fun. I've been meaning to reach out to him, and I just, he's a good friend of mine, and it would be fun to have Kevin J. Anderson on the show. He, um, you know, he's he he's has works on the Dune movies. Um, he's he's working with Frank Herbert's son. Um, on the the Dune sequels uh, for all these years, he's written in the Star Wars universe. He's written his own fantasy stories. Uh, he would just be a, a great get for the show. I think. I, I totally agree, listeners, reader. I'd be, anyone who's got a connection to Kevin J. Anderson, please contact Jamie or me. Oh, I have. I ha- I know Kevin. I just need to just reach out to him and say, "Hey, can we oh, have you on the podcast?" On. No, so. come on. Then do it. <laughs> I will do it. I will do it. I, I will. <laughs> I will step it up and do it. That that makes sense. How about you? Is there somebody you want us to try to find? Get on the show? Oh, um, you know, this is the double edged sword of asking a question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I it, because I'm kind of in this uh, cozy fantasy hole right now, and I'm and I'm loving it and exploring this subgenre. I would love to have Travis Baldry come on and talk about legends and lattes mm-hmm. and bookshops and bone dust and what he's got coming up next. Um, he, I mean, there are tons of authors I would love to talk to, but in terms of like first one to come to mind, that would be an amazing guest. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And we've got, and we've got another cozy author coming up soon. Gemma Clatworthy is going to be on. So we sure do. Coming up I'm next, looking yeah. forward to having her on. She's been on the show before, but it's been several years, so it'll be fun. She's kind of switched gears a little bit and gone in a little bit different direction um, with her fantasy and it'll be fun to talk with her about that. So that's coming up in a future episode. Um, what are you working on right now? Well, speaking of cozy veils, we are, uh, I am looking at trying to publish something before my first novel goes live. I'm, I'm in the midst of plotting novel one in my cozy veils series. That'll, I have a deadline in March to get that off to my editor. So my guess is that's going to go live sometime in, in April or May. Uh, but I want to do something before then. I don't want to wait that long. And I know that there are Cozy Vales readers out there wanting something. So I have uh, been noodling on an idea to take something that was an internal document and polish it up and repackage it as something for readers who are uh, for people outside of the project. Very excited about that. I'm not exactly sure what the f- final form will be, but I'm I'm workshopping some ideas within the Cozy Vales Scribes group. And if all goes well, that could, that could drop as early as March. So that's probably going to be the next big thing to come out of the Cozy Vales project. And then uh, again, in parallel with that, plotting out my first Cozy Vales novel. And, and I'm done some brainstorming and I'm having a lot of fun. I just, it's, you know, it's a whole new world. And, and this is, but this is my corner in a whole new world. And I'm populating it with characters and figuring out who lives in the village and what are the conflicts going to be in? Who are the, who are the quote unquote bad people? It, Fun. I just love this part of writing. It's awesome. For those that aren't following the Facebook group for um, Cozy Vales or the or, or getting the email newsletters um, with the um, broadsheets coming out, um, the little tidbits of lore and stuff that you drop are just amazing. Like I think the thing I read today was about is it the Ash Crows? Soot crows. Soot crows. That's it. Yeah. And they, they yeah. like, yeah. And they, they make, you can make ink from grinding up their feathers, which I think is so, magical ink. I think that's pretty cool. 
Well, I, so interestingly enough, that was an entity that we created originally for Cozy Vales, and the person behind it is Rebecca Buchanan, who we have had on mm-hmm. the podcast a couple of times. That was one of her original creations. Uh, and and full disclosure here, um, you're not supposed to pluck the feathers from a live crow. These are the feathers that fall out. So you take the one. You're, you're not you're not killing crows just to make it very clear. You're not killing crows to you're make finding them. the feathers that fall exactly. out generically, exactly. on you know, organically from the crow as they fly, and those make the magical feather dust and yeah, the soot. Yeah, very and cool. The, and the, it becomes an ink, and there's all there's really cool magical components to it, and that's one of the fun parts of of playing in a shared world is we're all creating toys i think of them as toys i think of them as we're creating these little toys bringing them to the sandbox or the playground and we're we're donating them or you know letting other friends play with them or we're playing together we're collaborating together and yeah. playing with different toys and for me that's the most fun so um yes we've got a facebook group it's facebook.com slash cozy veils we're posting right now we're posting monday wednesday friday and we're pulling basically little snippets of lore from the source book which is the the, the the definitive, complete, comprehensive guide that we use internally when we're writing stories, when we're doing continuity reviews. And so um, Rebecca actually turns out she's the one who is queuing up those posts and she's just grabbing stuff from there. So, um, yeah, love all the world building. And if you want to know more about that world, definitely go check out Facebook.com slash Cozy Veils. We also have the newsletter. The next one goes out next week. Um, we're recording this on the 12th. So next week will be the next, uh, I think it's edition six of the Golden Acorn, which is the most popular and most widely read broadsheet in the Cozy Vales Queendom. So be sure to go to CozyVales.com and sign up for that so you don't miss that one. Um, so yeah, a lot, lots of Cozy Vales stuff going on. Oh yeah, 100%. It's really great. What about you? What are you um, up to these days? Well, I just finished as we we're writing, as we're working on this, I'm, I'm doing the final edit passes on Lone Wolf Squadron Book Eight Cluster Command, and um, that's going to uh, go into the editor uh, in a few days. I'm almost finished that editing pass, and then it'll go off to the main editor for release, and that comes out I think February 28th. So I'm excited about that, and yeah, um, should be yeah, and then. Um, at, I'm going to jump right in on book nine, title yet to be determined, and we'll get on with that. Uh, so I'm excited about doing that, and um, I will um, look forward to moving into in, in the, in the rest of this story and, and uh, telling the tale that I've, I've woven there. So, um, But, you know, I want to get into our topic this week and our guests, so why don't we um, quickly run in and uh, read our bio for our guest author, Kelly Grayson. Uh, Kelly is a highly regarded critical care paramedic with a national reputation, award-winning EMS columnist, author, and a popular public speaker. When he isn't prowling the seamy underbelly of a city looking for little old ladies who have fallen and can't get up, Kelly fancies himself a fiction novelist who brings warmth, humanity, and occasional profanity and an abiding sense of whimsy to his writing. One day, he hopes to be a retired paramedic and a full-time novelist who spends his hard-earned royalty checks on brown liquor, guns, and a woman who tolerates his shenanigan with a minimum of eye-rolling. And that's that's awesome. I've known Kelly for a long time, and he's a a character. I was going to say, with a bio like that, this is going to be one crazy episode. This is awesome. I can't wait. (laughs) Let's do it.
Hi, Kelly. It's great to have you on the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Um, you and I have been friends for a long time and don't yeah. need to introduce each other to each other, but there are a lot of people out there who don't know who you are. So why don't you take an opportunity to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your fantasy books? I am, uh, I am by day, I'm a, a full-time paramedic and educator at night. I, uh, I turn into an author and, and columnist prowling the seamy underbelly of the city, searching for little old ladies who've fallen and can't get up. Um, uh, my goal is to be an, an, a former paramedic and current author, uh, successful enough to keep myself in, in sufficient quantities of, uh, brown liquor and guns. And uh, with a, a, a woman who can tolerate my shenanigans with a minimum of eye rolling. So uh, that's I, a tall um, order. That's a tall order. Yeah. <laughs> I've been um, I've been a technical writer for 20 years, but it's nice to be able to flex my my fiction writing chops and and build a build a world and, and develop characters and, and that sort of thing who are not the stalwart uh, hunky paramedic uh, <laughs> that I'm. <laughs> that I am this is, uh, um, just developed some, some, uh, some, some pretty unusual characters as, as you know, from reading some of my recent stuff, uh, just flights of fancy. I'll, I'll drive along and go, um, Oh, wow. Great idea. Hey, Siri, take a note. <laughs> and, but, but, uh, currently you can find me on Amazon and, uh, with my, uh, with my short stories and novels and, and uh, busy at work on the, the second uh, one of my urban fantasy series. And, and uh, <laughs> I said, you heard me say here, Siri, take a note. Uh, my phone is answering me. Um, <laughs> you, you just said it again. You just said it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, eventually Siri is going to be like I am with her and she's going to start ignoring me whenever I call her name. Um, but uh yeah, um, I developed some 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 pretty crazy characters in uh, and enjoying uh, doing that with the urban fantasy and the military sci-fi, uh, a little bit of horror, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Just just flexing my muscles, spreading my wings, seeing how far I can take it. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we start typically after the introduction. We typically go with three questions to kind of ground True. readers and listeners, uh, so they get a sense of the author. Um, first question, when and why did you decide to start writing? I, well, I started writing, um, as a, uh, as kind of catharsis. Um, uh, I came home from teaching a class and noted that my wife had left me <laughs> surprise. And, uh, in the weeks that followed, I, I tried very hard to wreck myself and then to, to keep my mind off uh, everything that was going on in my life, I decided to get out and, uh, uh, sit down and write a story sitting in the right seat of the ambulance, uh, of, of times when I had things under control and I knew what I was doing with my life. And, and I felt like I, I had mastery over some part of it. So I wrote a story and that story reminded me of a second story and another story. And yeah, uh, and eventually my partner said, you know, you've been wearing out that uh, laptop. What are you writing? And and I told her I'm writing stories of my career. And she badgered me until I let her read them, uh, nervously watching as she wore out the scroll wheel on my computer. And she said, this is great stuff. You need to get it published. Uh, and unbeknownst to me, a good friend of mine and a, and a professional mentor 
had started an EMS publishing house and sent him the the galleys. I didn't even know he had a publishing house at the time just to get his opinion as a longtime legend in EMS, Lou Jordan. And uh, Lou sent me back a publishing contract. So I was I was amazed. I'm sorry for the interruption. I, I yeah. put a sign on my door and I told my family that I'm recording a podcast and <laughs> someone didn't get the message, but uh, we're, we'll leave that in. We'll leave it in. All right, Jamie, you want to queue up a second question? Yeah. Um, the next question that we have for our authors usually is, what is it you love most about writing? He's talked about the cathartic aspect of it. Um, yeah. Do you get that same feeling from writing the fiction stuff too? No, no, I, there, there's not much catharsis and I, you know, I infuse my characters with a little bit of me. Uh, it's, it's many of my characters are my id, you know, if I could say the, the say the shit I want to say, <laughs> you know, and there were no repercussions, man, that's my character in the novel. He gets to say all the stuff that I would like to say, uh, all the things where I, where I remind myself if it felt good, it was probably the wrong thing to say. Um, that's that wish fulfillment is nice in, in creating those characters and giving us some of the characters that I, I have, but suppress. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just, um, uh, and I, I, like most authors, I go off on a flight of fancy and I forget exactly what the original intent was. So steer me back to the original, uh, the original question so I can answer it more effectively. Um, what, what were you asking me before I went off on the, oh, I was just, I, you, you answered the question. What do you love most yeah. about the writing? And, and it's, I yeah, think it's just, perfect just answer. Seeing you know? where the Jamie, I'm, I'm about half outliner and half pantser. You know, I, I, I me come too. up with an outline. I have an idea of where, uh, of what the end goal and, and the ending of the book is going to look like. And, and, but then I turn it loose to my characters and they are, feral <laughs> they're feral they need a bath there it's like herding cats they're gonna do what they're gonna do and i just kind of gently do course corrections and get them back toward the end goal and and we roughly follow that outline but the rest of it's seat of the pants and uh the the biggest charge in writing is is getting done with that and going oh wow so that's how that turned out uh, i i the, that phrase feral characters i want so badly for you to put that in your author tagline <laughs> yeah. somehow somehow yeah they're just they're, they're not quite domesticated uh they they're like feral raccoons rummaging through a dumpster and uh you, you never know what treasures are gonna unearth but uh they're having fun doing it you know, I, I, my, one of my things I like to do on the side is come up with uh, coffee mug designs and it's mm-hmm. simple text, no graphics, but I think I'm going to do a feral character Wrangler mug. Now I think I, I'll, in yeah. the next couple of days, Perfect. I'm going to put that up on my store. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> All right. We've got one more question. Then we'll jump into the meaty stuff. So sure. what would you tell a new reader or what can readers expect when they pick up one of your books? What, what kind of experience do you want them to have? Um, I think that the the characters, even if they are flights of fancy, like an uplifted sentient wombat, um, uh, behave very much like you or I, uh, and and to uh, expect a fantasy world rooted in reality, and uh, it's going to tell a, a rollicking good tale 
um, that uh, may lead you in unexpected ways, but uh, don't expect a whole a great deal of, of deep, hard sci-fi. Um, uh, I try to keep things plausible, and when, when I can't keep them plausible, I'll explain it by, by hand-waving them. Uh, I use a lot of hand waving. Um, it just is because it is because this is my world and I create it. And damn it, I'm the author. But uh, you're going to have fun, and and uh, there's a there's an abiding sense of whimsy in in my books, and and you you take those, and and the the setting and the character may be uh, uh, may be fairly wild, um, and that's the whimsy. You go like this this could be someone I've met, but he's a wombat and he's having sex with a, with a mongoose. And what's up with that? <laughs> There's some questions we, we probably shouldn't ask, but there you go. <laughs> but you want to, you know I do. You I do. To. You do want to. What's, what's that like? I don't know. Um, a lot of the things you write are short in format and, yeah, that's, you know, I think one of the things that you get is, is a reader that really enjoys that quick read. Um, what's what's the response been like? Because you've gotten some really response good been, response from response people. It's been great. And the, the, the short stories are, are two, two purposes uh, to to hone my writing chops and be able to craft a story and, and, and refine it in a very short uh, time frame uh, or in a very short number of pages. Uh, and to to give my my loyal readers uh, a taste of something every every month. So I when I was building my my subscriber list, my mailing list, and I still probably need to do something like set up a Substack and and that sort of thing. But um, my my uh, offer to my my mailing list subscribers was is I'm going to produce a short story on Amazon one one uh short story a month on kindle uh for 99 cents and if you have bought every short story at the end of the year i will give you a signed copy of the hardcover compilation so you know i this year we wound up with uh with um a dozen short stories and and 110 120,000 page uh uh, anthology of of Kelly's flights of whimsy. As a matter of fact, I called the the compilation "Random Synapses," uh, Book One of Short Attention Span Theater. <laughs> um, for just you like, but the cool thing is, is the different stories they they've spun off other stories, and and two of those short story series that I've got three three installments in each. I'm going to make books out of them. I'm going to flesh them out and they, and those stories will be incorporated into a full size novel. So um, just, just working on that and trying to keep the, trying to keep the content flowing. Uh, I could bang out a, a uh, 10, 12,000 word short story in a day and a half and, and keep some content going to my readers and build a readership. And, and uh, while I'm working on, uh, the the hard work of of uh, compiling and editing my the, the next novel or the next memoir that I'm writing. So, it's, well, you got keeps me busy. Well, indeed, because when when I looked at your series, you you have several series. So let's let's give the listeners who are not familiar with your books, can you break it down real quick? Like what what are the various series and types of books that you've written? Because I think you've got okay. nonfiction and fiction, right? Yep. Yep, I've got two uh, nonfiction books called uh, uh, the series is called uh, 
life, death, and everything in between. Uh, and these are basically my my EMS memoirs. And they uh, the first one was called In Route. Uh, the second one is on scene, and the last one will be uh, in future years, probably a couple of years from now, uh, will be uh, end of tour. And, or end of service, and it'll be kind of the swan song of my EMS memoirs. Um, I'm st I'll still be collecting stories and that sort of thing, but but those three, uh, the beginning of my career when I was young and cocky and knew everything, and and I thought that the, the best EMS stories were about all the wild calls I ran, and uh, the second uh, volume is is me older and wiser and realizing the best thing about EMS is the people and the relationships that I've developed. Uh, and the third will probably be the elder statesman and his swan song and looking back on all the cool things he's had uh, been able to do and all the relationships and the peoples he had to meet and how rich that made my life. Uh, and that's my EMS memoirs. And, and there's another couple of series and we're working on compiling the third one called Perspectives. And Perspectives is one of my... This has really been a labor of love to me. It's not a it's not a huge uh, money maker for me because I am splitting the the royalties like twenty different ways in each book. I started a series of uh, of uh, collaborative writing experiments fifteen years ago on my blog, uh, and we decided to call it Perspectives, and it, it came about because. Uh, someone pointed out, said, Kelly, you ever notice that, you know, you read these news stories and they're talking about a call that you personally were on. You ran that call and everyone else's recollection of that call was totally different from yours. And 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 when the reporting of it is so far off, you wonder if they were actually talking about the same person, in the same event. Everyone has a different perspective on things. So I thought, you know, that's a perfect idea for a collaborative writing uh, exercise. And I had several friends who didn't consider themselves writers, were pretty talented storytellers. Uh, and I challenged, so let's let's do a, uh, let's write about a call from three different perspectives. I'll be the paramedic, one of you be the cop, and one of you write as the ER nurse, and we'll write about the same patient. And and they, the the response was, you know, well, how can we write about the same patient? You live in Louisiana. I live in Texas. Barbara lives in Georgia. How we do that? And I said, the, the patient is not the story. How it made you feel, how it shaped you is the story. The patient is the vehicle to tell that story. And I can guarantee you that we've all run those calls. We have all done that 3 a.m. knock on someone's door to tell them that their teenage son has has died in a drunk driving accident, or you've had to console the parents at bedside in the emergency department, or you've had to struggle to keep that person alive and failed, uh, or had some measure of success and wondered what his life was going to be after that, like after that point. We've all had that call, and, and I know, knowing you, how that it had to have shaped you in some way. That's a story I want to tell. And they stepped up to the plate and knocked it out of the park. And that that first story was about three uh, three teenage uh, uh, kids who got drunk, wrecked their car, and two of them died, and one of them lived. And and uh, and the the cop that that ran that call said, "Man, I've I've been there, done that. I can I can do this." 
And that thing went viral before viral was a word. Hundreds of thousands of, of blog views, uh, um, thousands of comments. And, and it was such a success that we did a second one about uh, the, the valued repeat customer in, in EMS, you know, the patient that calls all the time. And sometimes they're, they're infuriating. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's a, it's a nice, Hey, Miss Johnson fell again, or Miss Johnson's nervous again. She, she thinks she heard a prowler. Let's go over there and hold her hand and talk a little bit and ease her fears. And uh, it's a nice break from our day. So I had always wanted to do that again. And, uh, it got back burned from my career and, and 13 years went by and I thought, you know, it's time to revisit that. So uh, I challenged uh, people on my social media feeds to, to uh, collaborate with me. And, and uh, I got so much response that not only did I have enough authors, but I had enough stories to do two volumes. So I, uh, I would come up with a hypothetical scenario. Say, have you ever run a call similar to this? And I said, yes. So I would pair them with two other people. And I said, okay, y'all go forth and write, create. Um, remember, the patient's not the story. The, the patient's the vehicle. Tell me how the story made you, how it made you feel. And these guys were not professional writers with the exception of one or two. Uh, they're just healthcare providers, cops, nurses, doctors, firefighters, dispatchers. And God, they killed it. They, they absolutely killed it. It is some of the most poignant writing you will ever read uh, by, by people no one's ever heard of. Uh, but I got to at least give them a chance to put on their byline, you know, published author. And uh, if only I could get them to, to sell a boatloads more so they could afford to buy themselves a nice steak dinner <laughs> and that sort of thing, anniversary gift for their spouse. But those are the two major um, uh book series. And the third one is my first foray into, uh, into urban fantasy and, and fiction. It's called the Some Dude Chronicles. Uh, Some Dude, if you're not familiar, is uh, Some Dude is that evil criminal mastermind who is responsible for much of the mayhem uh, in the world. And, and every EMS professional, medical professional works in an emergency department, every cop knows who Some Dude is. You know, hey man, who 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 jumped you and beat you up? Oh, some dude. Um, where'd you buy your drugs, man? Some dude. Uh, who's your baby daddy? I don't know who he was. Some dude. Um, and some dude is 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 responsible for much of the uh, the chaos in this world. So the conceit of that was was I had written some some whimsical tales about some dude making him this supernatural entity and shapeshifter. First, uh, the first volume of Some Dude was uh, the Some Dude Chronicles was called Kindred, and it's about the good guy whose purpose is uh, through throughout eternity is to catch Some Dude and banish him back to hell, and he does this through the willing uh, participation of of his human hosts. Uh, Some Dude can inhabit and take over anyone he wants, uh, and and he he doesn't have to. Uh, to honor free will, but but the uh, the archangel that's sent to, sent to to push him back uh, has to he can't interfere with free will, so he needs willing accomplices. And uh, he's a good guy. He's a bit stuffy. He's got to stick up his ass, uh, but he grows uh, as the book goes on, and and his human hosts start to have an effect on him and, and teach him 
you know, God forbid, a little humanity uh, and and a different concept of good and evil and right and wrong. Uh, he becomes a little more morally flexible uh, than than he was in the very beginning, or at least less dogmatic. Uh, but it's that's been fun. And the next one, Azazel, is the bad guy, and uh, that's the one I'm writing now. And I get to I get to turn my id loose and and just be the bad guy and as bad as I want to be. You know, it's it's fun. It's fun. Uh, I'm going to enjoy the rest of writing the rest of that book. Uh, what's the what's the timeline for that next book? You have an idea of when you think you'll have well, it finished? I hope to have it out by by Christmas of 2023. Obviously, that didn't happen. I had a, a, a major health scare, and and that kind of made me reset my my uh, career goals and and set me back a little bit. But um, uh, probably summer summer of this year. Um, so great, June, summer 2024, June. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I'll have the next volume of my, of my memoir out hopefully by Christmas. So yeah, you, almost awesome. two full books a year and at least a dozen short stories. That's great. That's a great, yeah. you know, amount of writing to put out and stuff. And I know you've also submitted to some, some short stories too. Um, I know yeah. we, we talked to, um, someone from Rack and Tor Press not yeah. too long ago on the podcast Bryce. and, um, friend of yours, Scott, yeah. I know. We yeah, Courtney, was, Courtney Bryant. Did Courtney you work Bryant? with Courtney? Oh, Courtney is Courtney is nine kinds of awesome. Right? Yeah. Ten. She is I nine give her ten. Kinds of awesome. Every everybody. At, she's one of the three moms of the apocalypse. And, and uh, <laughs> um, you know, now I I read her her alien uh, erotica stuff, and I was just like, I blush. I was like, oh, good, good lord, girl, this is this is good stuff. I need to uh, I need to form pent. I need to develop a pen name and write some of this stuff myself. Cause if it's as, uh, if it's as popular as yours, I'll, uh, you know, I can, I can retire. Yeah. Well, I know you, I you contributed know my, to, you contributed to the all will burn. You contributed to the all will burn yeah. anthology. And I know that the, yeah. you, you want to tell us a little bit, the premise of that anthology. And- the premise was we, we, uh, we, the, Ian McMurtry, my my good friend, who was one of my original collaborators on the Perspective series, uh, he wrote one of the the original Perspectives posts. Uh, Ian's the publisher uh, and owner of Raconteur Press, and uh, he's a very convincing guy. And he cornered Casey Ezel uh, at a con and said, "You know, Casey, we'd like you to uh, to contribute a, a story to an anthology and, and heck you can, you can say what it, you, you can tell us what it wants to be about. You can anchor the whole thing. And her idea was to, to come up with a, uh, a anthology about the links that parents will go to for their children. Um, and, uh, you know, the quote she used was, uh, you know, if, uh, if the safety of my, if the safety of my children or the well being of my children I'm paraphrasing here, uh, means that the rest of the world goes down in frame in flames, all will burn. So that's, that became the title of the, the anthology or all will burn. And it's all about, um, how, uh, how parents will go to, uh, what links they will go to, to protect or avenge their children. My story was a fairly conventional tale, uh, of, a of a paramedic who, um, his daughter was, was, uh, kidnapped and and uh sold into uh she was a you know uh, abducted and trafficked uh on a vacation 
and uh, he goes on a uh, on a mission to find who did it and to uh, uh, give him the Liam Neeson treatment. You know, uh, I don't have money. I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything you want, but I do have a very particular set of skills. Uh, but the the fun part was making him employ a set of skills he didn't know he had, you know, and 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 open up a part of himself that uh, he didn't think was there. He has to be become cold blooded and and uh, ruthless to find who uh, who killed his daughter. And uh, I was pretty proud of that story. I liked it. But but then I, I thought, man, I've got this. This is going to be the best story in the book. And then I open up uh, the Kindle version of the book, and there are some. God, there are some great stories in there. There's one, I can't remember exactly who wrote it, that um, the uh, the protagonist was an AI, uh, or they call it an SI, a synthetic intelligence, uh, that runs this vast space battle cruiser that uh, um, they, I won't give it away, but but this AI that runs this battle, runs this battle cruiser looks at all... Uh, her and and it's a female she might as well be a mother uh um looks at all the crew members as her children and something very bad happens and she goes on a revenge mission and oh it was it was pretty powerful you you get tears in your eyes think about a synthetic construct you know and and uh and how well they painted that uh that uh, a uh uh, synthetic intelligence could actually develop feelings and and morals and anger and 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 retribution and revenge and pretty powerful story. But there are a bunch of them like that in in that anthology. Proud to be in it. Yeah, Rocking Tours. Do I mean? I think Courtney said they're going to try to do twenty four anthologies. Twenty four and twenty four. Yes, indeed. They have they they're they're cranking out uh, two books a month. But I mean, like the ratings are insane. Like readers are loving these. The, oh, yeah. Whether it's yeah. the fact that it's it's short story, and it, when when she she was on the show late last year, uh, we talked about the idea behind it, and she was very upfront about we want to bring back short stories. Short stories used to be the gateway into traditional publishing for mm-hmm. science fiction and fantasy writers, and that it, with the death of of you know like magazines like Omni from the eighties and then like with with all that gone that there really wasn't anything taking yeah. that place so that vacuum kind of remained out yep. there and so you know she talks about Rackentor being a place for a new writers to be discovered b existing writers to try something new and c more importantly readers to be able to have this new format that really mm-hmm. has not been served very well or in very in very large quantities for quite some time so when we were looking at the Raconteur Press anthology, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then we're researching you for this episode. Your name's cropping up on anthology after anthology under the whole law dog umbrella thing. So um, I, that, that's very, very impressive. And uh, yeah. so I, my question is, you seem to be, you, you're talking about larger books, but my mm-hmm. question is, you seem to have gravitated at least early on in your fiction career towards short stories. So what is it about that short form that you like? Is that something you're going to stick with? Are you going to try larger, longer st- forms of storytelling? What, well, what's what's, I'm, what's I'm up? I'm never going to be George R.R. R. Martin and, and write A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, and if I do, I'm going to finish it. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to finish it and give my readers some some closure. 
uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, but not like mine is, is going to change, change anything. But, um, no, I, I, I like the idea of, believe it or not, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty long winded and long penned. Uh, when I, when I get to writing, uh, pairing it back is, is the problem. Uh, I, invariably I will write something and it winds up longer than I originally envisioned it. So, um, uh, teaching uh, or writing a short story and they say we want five to 8,000 words uh, forces me to, to um, uh, be spare with my prose and, and, and fewest number of words for the maximum amount of impact and to, to be a tighter and more efficient writer and to develop the story and develop the character and, and along a better timeline. Um, the, but uh I'm still not as good as I could be because <laughs> raconteur is is very um, very forgiving with that sort of thing. Is that uh, they care? Um, you know, the writers say, "Man, I want to submit something, but I can't get it down to less than ten thousand words." And you said five to eight thousand. And Ian and and Jonna and Courtney and Cedar will say, "If it's a good story, it'll make it. If it's a good story, it will make it in." You know, we don't care. Uh, we don't care what agenda you have. We don't care about anything other than good stories. If it's a good story, we'll find a way to make it fit. And and they have, and they've indulged me on that. And and I've been lucky enough and blessed enough to uh, to be able to submit uh, a, a lot of cool stuff to to Raconteur Press uh, anthologies. Look forward to doing so in the future. Um, they they make me a better writer. And I started off. Uh, cranking out stories for them and then realized I could actually do this. And I started doing stuff on my own as well. Awesome. Well, we have reached the point in our show where we kind of start to wrap things up. And the, the way we do that is with a rapid fire, no wrong answers question round. Um, this is first thing that pops into your mind, Kelly. And I know with you, that's a very dangerous proposition. So oh, yeah. <laughs> don't feel bad. Do have Just a PG tag or a, no, we're R-rating. good. I know we're good on our old podcast. I used to get Ernest the R rating about five minutes in. So. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. It's um, no wrong answers. Uh, just whatever comes to mind. we got five of them in a row. We'll take turns throwing them in your way and okay. give us your answer and we'll give you the next question. So if you're ready awesome. to go, we'll jump in. Okay. Roll. What's your dream superpower? Oh, Lord. Uh, to fly. Fly. That's pretty prosaic. But, man, you know, it's just to be able to fly, hover around, soar like a bird, um, float on thermals, and that sort of thing. That would be that would be a pretty awesome thing. Agreed. You know, Agreed. I, I might be like Superman taking Lois Lane uh, over the city for, a, you know, that sort of thing. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Question two, nachos or potato chips? Why can't we have both? (laughs) Good enough. That's an answer. That's an answer. You know what? (laughs) Nachos made from potato chips. Ooh. Very nice. Irish nachos. See, that's what you do. Instead of, instead of nachos with corn chips, you, you compromise and, and you have nachos made of potato chips with brisket and sour cream and, and, and Irish kind of food and stuff. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Ooh, I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite childhood movie. Um, I don't know what my favorite childhood movie is, but, but princess bride, the first time I saw it, Bla- no blazing saddles. We'll go all the way back. 
Blazing Saddles. First time I saw Blazing Saddles, uh, I laughed and and I still giggle like a fiend even today. And I can quote every single line from Blazing Saddles. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay. <laughs> you know. Yep. Uh, go ahead, Scott. Uh, that, that's a classic movie, by the way. Um, okay. Brunch or breakfast? Brunch. Okay. And brunch. August. That, that way I can sleep late and have a big brunch and it'll count as lunch and breakfast. And uh, as you can t- see my body type, you, you realize that's my philosophy. Yep. Um, August in Louisiana or January in upstate New York? Oh, Jesus Christ. January in upstate New York. Any day of the week. <laughs> Any day of the week. When I got ready to move up here, People said, Jesus Christ, Kelly, you know how cold it gets up there? You're a Southern boy. And I said, right now I am loading a moving van with a heat index of 119, and it's 70 degrees in Potsdam, New York. Yeah, I'm well aware of the difference in temperature, and I welcome it. There you go. Yeah. Well, Kelly, why don't you wrap up and tell us a little bit about where we can find you online, where's the best place to find you and your books. Okay. Okay. All right. You can – Obviously, do a Google search, and, and my name will come up as long as you you append EMS to it. Otherwise, you're going to get thousands of hits for Adrian Palicki and the Orville. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on uh, uh, on Twitter as at Ambo Driver. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Grayson EMS. Uh, you can find me on Amazon under my full name, Stephen Kelly Grayson. And uh, all my books uh, and publications are available there. You can also, if you're of of a EMS bench, you can find me at the Ambulance Driver Perspective uh, on EMS1.com or my blog, AmbulanceDriverFiles.com. I'm everywhere. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm nationwide. It has been an absolute delight, Kelly. Thanks so much for taking time out today. Talk to us about your books. Talk to us about your projects. We're going to include links on the episode page and uh, remind readers again, what's your next release? What's your newest book coming out? Uh, the next book coming out probably will be perspectives volume three, which will be a, a collection of, uh, of collaborative fiction, uh, three people writing about the same patient. Uh, and these will have a positive, happy, uplifting ending um, a little chicken soup for the public safety and, and medical soul. Uh, after that, you'll look for Azazel, uh, the second volume in the Some Dude Chronicles in uh, mid to late summer of uh, 2024, and look for End of Tour uh, to be probably Christmas of 2024 or uh, early January 2025. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much, Kelly. That was a total blast. I have known Kelly for a long time, and I knew there would be no shortage of things for him to talk about once we got him on the show. You put a microphone in front of that guy, and he just rolls. I mean, if we brought him on as a co-host, you and I could sit back, and we don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Oh, man. Yeah, I, he's, he's the kind of guest. You know, we talked about this right at the beginning, right before the, the episode started with Kelly talked about how much we love this being a vehicle for us to meet other people or to get to know our existing friends and fellow authors even better. 
This is a prime example. He's the kind of guy that I want to hang out with, buy a beer, and just check. Is he clearly loves storytelling? You know, like he clearly loves what he's doing. He's really creative, and I totally this is awesome. So thanks so much for bringing him on and inviting him here. And I, I hope readers check out his books. He's got a lot of different stuff out there, and more books coming. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he's he's a regular in the Raconteur anthology. So be sure to check those out as well. Yeah, and Tons I will I will say that um, you know if you have a medical professional in your life, you know, a nurse, a paramedic, a doctor, somebody in that field. Uh, first responder of any kind, um, that Perspectives book series that he write, um, that he kind of co-hosts and, and facilitates um, is a great collection of stories that people like that will just, it'll, it'll touch their souls and it'll be something that they'll appreciate greatly. So if you have somebody that like that and you're looking for a good gift, that would be something to get for them. So I'll just leave that out there. In the meantime, there will be links to everything we talked about and Kelly's stuff and all his links in the show notes over at jamiedavisbooks.com under the podcast tab. So definitely go ahead and follow up over there so you can find all his books, including the Some Dude Chronicles and some of the other crazy stuff he's got going on. You'll definitely enjoy it. Um, In the meantime, Scott, why don't you share with the listeners how they can get in touch with you? scottiswriting.com is my website and I'm on social media at scottiswriting. And you can find me, um, especially in my new community over at the Ream site. You can follow the link to that community and get me over there, including a free short story. And there's a shortcut to do it over at jamiedavisbooks.com slash family. Until next time, I'm Jamie Davis. And I'm Scott Walker, and we are asking you to keep reading and keep listening here to the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. 